Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham, and I am the founder and host of this podcast and the company. So today's episode is just going to be hopefully a little quick episode. Um, Hopefully I don't ramble too much and get too heated um, because I tend to get very excited and just go off on little marketing tangents. But I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome today and how it's complete nonsense because chances are what you feel an imposter about, somebody's already like charging way more than what they're worth to do the exact same thing that you could do for the price that they're charging or more, if that makes sense. And the idea for this came about because I talked to a woman, I think two days ago, and we were talking about, uh, she paid for, she read her resume and if she's listening to this, I'm not going to like call out her name and it's nothing to do with her. It's more just like, I hate when people pay for services that I don't think they receive what they should receive is the main issue. Um, so the example that I'm talking about, and there's gonna be another example I'm talking about the point of, but the point of the examples is that people are out here paying for things and getting end products that aren't worth what they paid. But the people, you know, offering these products at those prices feel fully confident, assumingly, in offering those products and have an entire business around that product or service or whatever it is and feel comfortable charging that price and are getting this price because there's proof that I have. Obviously, I'm sure you've heard these stories for yourself where you're like, you paid what for that? And there's a bias with people who have paid what for that to be like, yeah, I paid for it. It's a good job because it's like the sunk cost bias and you already bought it. So you have to justify it to yourself of like, yes, it was a good idea. Even if someone else had the same exact product or service result, you'd probably think the same thing of like, wow, you paid what for that? But because you bought it or, you know, someone that you're talking to are like, yeah, it's really good. And you're like, oh, it's okay. Um, so point of this is that the woman that I was talking to like two days ago, she redid her resume. Um, she was being, uh, I think she was a virtual assistant for a while and she's trying to get a marketing position. And I actually helped her doing our call on solicited advice. Cause I, for this reason, I got really heated and I was like, wait, you paid somebody for this? Cause I was giving her some feedback and she was like, the funny thing is that I paid for this. And I was like, wait, you, you paid for this? Yeah. And I was like, do you mind me asking how much you paid for this and what did you get in return? Was it just this? <laughs> and point of the story is that she paid like two fifty or something for like a resume rewrite and then like a LinkedIn rewrite. And I don't know what exactly it looked like before, but, and then she was saying, the point of it is like, it was really long winded, her resume and stuff like that. And she said that I even cut down what they wrote because I also thought it was too long. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, I feel like a jerk. Cause I'm, cause there's that whole sunk cost thing. Cause I'm like, I don't want her to feel stupid about her decision because her decision was not stupid to purchase something that she thought would help her more than I think it was, is going to be helping her. That is not a stupid decision. The decision was not dumb, right? The outcome that she received just wasn't worth what she paid. And she wouldn't have known that until she paid it and got the result back, right? And so I looked up the company and I was like, wow, people are out here really doing them. Cause she, we were talking about how she was going into a new marketing role. And she's like, I know I don't have the marketing direct experience, but I have the skill set that they're looking like other, you know, places that are hiring for marketing stuff are looking for. I just don't come from a marketing background. I have the skill set, right? And she was talking about how, you know, maybe kind of feeling like they she might get offered roles and stuff like that because of it. And when she told me about the resume and how she paid for it, and I was like, I mean, people are out here like <laughs> giving services 
that I don't think they're qualified to charge that much. Like I'm mad for you that you pay 250 for this, quite honestly, because I'm in marketing and I'm looking at this and this isn't saying anything that I needed to say for you. So I don't know who wrote this, but if I were you, I'd ask for a refund. Obviously do you, but I'm telling you as a person who works in marketing, who would be like hiring somebody looking at this, like this isn't, this isn't helpful. And we got in this whole discussion of, um, did they talk to you or did they just kind of like fix your resume to whatever? And she was like, no, I told them the role that I was looking for and what I was going for. And that was what they gave me. Like they asked me questions and I was like, really, this has nothing, this is not aligned at all with what I feel like you're saying. Like this does not at all reflect the role that you are going for. It looks like somebody that just got out of college is what this looks like, but you're not. And I know you're not like, or I mean, in the sense that it doesn't, someone who doesn't know how to write a resume and just kind of preambles a lot. And hopefully if she's like listening to this, I'm not at all. Like, I just thought it was a good example of like imposter syndrome and how you don't need to feel like an imposter. Cause there's companies out here charging things that are not worth what they are charging. And when we got into the discussion, I did get in the conversation of like, did they talk to you? Like, what was the back and forth? Like, cause it feels like they just kind of slapped on, you know, stuff that maybe could fit anybody. And then, you know, this is what, without actually considering what your goals were. And she said they did have a conversation and she, you know, they gave her like the free consult situation before she paid she got really good feedback. And she said, based on that feedback, she was like, she tried to do it herself, which a lot of times happens in free consults. And I've talked about this before in previous episodes about how when I was giving free consults and I still give free consults, but not as much, not as long as I was. And I'm focusing on one point at a time because she even said the same thing when they gave her the free consult, she took their advice and their thoughts and tried to make it work for herself, figured she could and then eventually realized she couldn't do it by herself. She couldn't figure it out quick enough the way that she wanted and was like, all right, I'm just going to pay them to do it, which is what happens a lot of times. If you're like giving free consults, you have to watch how much information you give because people will be like, okay, cool. I've got all I need. And they will try to do it themselves. And a lot of times that's great because you're giving them little tips and obviously you're giving free advice, thoughts, whatever, but like, it's not, it's not going to be the end all be all. And they're going to, they might think that they have all they need when it's not. But in this case, maybe it was helpful enough, but she said that she hired him off of, you know, their whole, like, they have a whole business about resume writing, right? And the free consult where they gave this really good advice. And then she got it back and she wasn't super happy about it. And I asked, could you like get a refund or any edits? And she was like, well, they say they give a free refund within, I forget the whatever amount of days, if you don't get a interview within X amount of days. And I was like, well, how would they know you get an interview? And she, she was like, that's a good point. I was like, I feel like you should just ask for a refund. You do you, but I don't understand. They won't know if you got a interview or not. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking like, I'm giving you feedback on it. I don't think it's good. And it has nothing to do with you. And she was like, yeah, what you're talking. And I was going back and forth with her. And she's like, the way you're talking and like, like giving me tips on how to like bullet it out. That's actually closer to what I had originally before I paid them. And I was like, well, then the previous resume you had might've been better than what you paid 250 for. I don't know. I didn't see it beforehand, but anyways, we just got into this entire discussion about how, cause she was also, you know, side hustling to do VA stuff as well. And how it's easy to feel imposter syndrome because you know what good work is out there and you're comparing yourself a lot of times to people who do good work. But I don't know if that's like the majority of people and I'm not like trying to insult people, but like the company with the resume writers, like 
I could have done better. And that's not to say I'm like a resume writer. My resume isn't perfect, but like people are out here charging things that I don't think the end result is worth it. And she's not getting the job responses that she thinks that she should be either. And looking at it, I told her I wasn't surprised because if I saw this, even as HR looking for marketing stuff, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at this. So you're not getting what you paid for, which is a resume that gets people to call you back. Right. And there's another example of this a couple of years ago, um, a previous company I worked at, um, they had a video produced. They used an outside, I forget the exact story of it. They use an outside contractor to create like a product demo video, like a interactive, like product, like this is what it does. It's like kind of like a person walking through you get, hopefully you get what I'm saying. It's like an interactive, it's not interactive. It looks like somebody's on the screen. You're like screen recording it and they're like clicking through and showing the product and it's like supposed to be interactive and like, wow, look at all the features and here's our logo and blah, blah, blah. I think it's like a minute and a half, two minutes. It's actually pretty long. I feel like for what it's, it's a little long. Um, but anyways, um, I think my boss said at the time, like their boss previously had paid for it and they were like, they're no longer in the position. And they were like, I don't think I'm not happy with it, but this was not my call. My boss decided this, they worked with the firm and this is what the outcome is. I think we should redo this. Like they were saying like, this is not, they were even saying, I don't think this is worth it. And so then I, I watch it and they were like, just, just watch it. And then we'll figure out how to, you know, redo it. And I was watching, I was like, wow, really? And they paid like $10,000 for this. Like the video that I'm talking about, they paid $10,000 for it. I worked at a company like that has money and a budget. So it's not like a solopreneur thing that $10,000 is like a lot to think about. I mean, it is a lot to think about, but when you're working with company budgets, like corporation type budgets, it's not as big a deal. So you're able to shoot your shot with $10,000 and get like yeses more often. So point is, they were charging $10,000 for this video that I said, I could have made this for like way less in Canva. Like, I guess I could have charged $10,000, but like the quality that this is, eh. and they agreed. That company has its own business of like recording, like creating these videos for companies to do like demos and stuff like that. They're out here charging $10,000. And the result that I saw was worth like, I just got like some, I don't know, some kid fresh out of college that I paid 500 bucks for that I wouldn't have been mad about had I paid like less than a thousand dollars for it. But the fact that this was a $10,000 video was mind blowing to me, which I guess it shouldn't be mind blowing because I do work in companies and like the things that like the money is out there, I guess is what I'm saying. So when people say like the money is out there, it's true. The money is out there. It just depends on who you're targeting. If you're targeting solopreneurs, the money of $10,000 probably isn't out there right? And you're, you're going to have a lot less customers and you, you could, but it's going to be business owners who have bigger businesses. So in the corporation stuff, $10,000 is most certainly out there to be pitching to these companies. And the whole point of this is that they, I, there are tons and tons of companies and I'm not trying to shade anybody, but there are tons of companies who don't feel imposter syndrome or feel like they're charging their worth. They're probably over their worth and getting the money, like they are making money and you not putting yourself out there in your business and your idea or whatever it is in whatever way that you want to, because you don't feel like, you know, you feel like, who am I to do this? And who am I to do this? And who would want to hear from me? And who would trust me to do this? And blah, blah, blah. I totally feel that too. Like I feel that all the time. But then when I see these types of, like I literally two days ago had that conversation with the woman about the resume. And when I see and hear these things, 
I instantly have like a validation of like, wow, they are out here charging. Like what I just told her with unsolicited advice for like 20 minutes, what I just told her was worth 250. Cause I guarantee if she just did what I told her to do, because that's how I got a job. So that's how I get jobs like quickly. Like I know what they're looking for. It's like, you just kind of hold the resume up of what the job you want to do and make your resume look similar-ish. And then you figure out the bullets and stuff like that. Like it's not. So the point is, is that there are companies out here doing things that you can do better or just as good, if not better, right? For way more than you're willing to charge. Like the free unsolicited advice that I gave her by itself was probably worth 250. And, you know, she just emailed me back. I said, you know, I I was like, this is unsolicited advice. You you can tell me to shut up, but I just, it makes me mad when I see people out here charging things and like people like you are not getting what I feel like the result that they promised. Yes, they gave you the result that you asked for and what you agreed upon, but I do not, I do not think it'll get you the results that you think it will, that you want it to. And even she kind of felt that too, right? Usually you can kind of feel it, but again, with that sunk cost and kind of buyer, I forget the exact term for it, but you've already spent the money. So now you have to justify it to yourself because it's a sunk cost. So you can't be like, yeah, this is garbage, right? Because then you're kind of, it makes you feel like you made a bad decision, but you didn't make a bad decision. You went on, you went on things that they told you, the examples, the face value, what you were promised, right? And that's not stupid, it's not stupid. So I just wanted to tell you out there, if you are feeling imposter syndrome, like you will not get what you're asking for. People will not pay for it. People will not want to hear you, whatever it is. Those are just two examples that I have. I've heard many examples. I just hearken back to that one because I realize, I remember like being like, wow, that's $10,000. Wow. She paid two fifty dollars for that. Mind blowing to me that this is happening. And it makes me angry that people are out here charging this and that people who are actually able to help and do actual results don't do it because they feel like, who would pay? Who would want to listen to me? Because they feel an imposter syndrome that they're not the person to do it. And I'm here to tell you, people are out there, people are charging this money, not giving the results that they promised for what you put into it. And they have entire businesses about it. They feel far. I guarantee that the person who runs the resume, and I'm not throwing shade. I didn't like list anyone's you know, business name or anything like that. I'm not throwing shade. I'm sure that they have like people working within the company that, you know, they're not like totally supervising. So they should probably control check and like check it back in with people to see what works. Not my business. I don't care. You know, I'm not, that's not how I, they run their business, how they want to run their business, but I saw the results and I would not be pleased as a consumer of that product, but I'm sure that they felt fine, pretty great about what they charged. They delivered on what they said they were going to deliver and they have no problem with it. And that's how imposter syndrome works is they don't feel it. And so they're out here charging things that aren't worth it. Same thing with the video and same thing with lots of things. Just because you don't think someone will pay it or want to listen does not make it true. It's just a thought. And like therapist, like my therapist said, like, I think they said this with thoughts and like feelings that were like overwhelming or something like that. But like picture yourself on a train and like you're going through, I forget the exact thing because I remember like this is corny, but (laughs) picture yourself on a train and you're going through different towns and one of them is Sadville and you're just like in the train and you're just waving, you're just going through and like the other one is like Happyville, like just it's corny, but waving through and one of them is Imposterville, 
or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And just like you're passing through, like just pass through the town and get back over to whatever feeling or thought that you want to get back to, like just reroute yourself. I liked that visual. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Um, whatever you want to call your little happy veils and sad veils and whatever, just picture it like that because it is a passing thought and you will get out of that little, I don't know, imposter veil and have those thoughts. When you see, I'm sure you've heard these examples of yourself. And like I said, this is not, these are just two examples that I thought of recently, but I guarantee there was a time of someone telling you something and you're like, you paid what for that? Complete shock. People are out there. They will pay for things. They will like listen to people that you're like, really? You watch that? Really? You listen to that? There are people who do it and that's not at all shade. It's just different people like different things. Different people have different concerns. And again, people I think are over-promising, under-delivering, but a lot of people because of that um, psychology thing of sunk costs, and I, I guarantee there's another term, but because of the sunk costs, you already paid for it. You got to reinforce it was a good idea. You have to reinforce it was a good purchase. So you're fully invested in it until someone else comes in. Like the video, for example, someone else comes in like, yeah, I don't like this. I didn't pay for this. We need to redo this and we're not buying that. You're not hiring them again. We're not spending $10,000. That was ridiculous. No, thank you. So I'm going to wrap that episode up. If you are feeling like you have imposter syndrome, which I guarantee you do, because the studies show that most people in some capacity do, women tend to way, way, way more often. I forget the exact statistics, but women tend to more often because of what society subconsciously and very directly says to us about our worth and what we are there to provide to society, to the world beyond just theoretically, hopefully, if you're like tossed a genetic lottery win, like a pretty face, a quiet, pretty face and popping out babies. That's kind of our role, you know, and that's what society subconsciously and directly tells us. And throughout the, you know, the span of time throughout cultures. And so because of that, we feel imposter syndrome way more often of who am I to do X, Y, Z because of that. So if you are feeling that, obviously I can't just tell you to stop and you'll stop, but Think of those examples and hearken back to the examples that in your life where you're like, wow, you paid what for that? Or wait, you listened to that? Like, you know, I'm sure you've had those moments. Remember those moments or watch out for them and then reinforce to yourself, like if they paid X for this or if they're listening to this, there's no reason why I can't find someone to pay X for this. There's no reason why I can't someone get someone to watch this, right? There's no reason why you can't do it because some people, some, someone's already out there doing it for less skill, more money. So I'm going to end that episode with this. And as a similar note, I have a free workbook called Kill the Hustle, You're Marketing Your Business All Wrong about leaning into those unique things that make you you, because I guarantee there's something unique about your business that makes you unique and stand out to make sure that you deliver on what you say you're going to deliver. And instead of overwhelming yourself again with the imposter syndrome, and I talk about this in the workbook, Instead of feeling the imposter syndrome and comparing yourself to all these other people, you don't know, like their business, for example, that resume business, right? It looks good on the outside, but their results that they're giving to people are not super great, but they have an entire lovely website and an about section and like people working under them. They have an entire business. And if you're comparing your business, for example, to that business, I feel like you're kind of not getting the full picture. You're never getting the full picture if you're comparing yourself to somebody else because they might, they hopefully deliver you deliver better than them, for example, but you wouldn't know that unless you were a consumer and bought that product, right? And if you're consuming a service, it's hard to be a consumer on that end. If you're like, I don't know, I always use the lip gloss example. I don't know why. Um, 
but like you can test the lip gloss, right? So if you're comparing yourself to someone who makes lip glosses or something or like lotion or whatever, it's easy to compare their products to yours because you can actually try them. But if you're like buying a service like that, you don't actually need like a resume, you know, like if you're a resume service, you're probably not going to hire them unless you want. That's called research. Like if you want to do like undercover research, you could in theory figure it out and hire them to do your thing. But if you don't want to, the point is like, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else's business, it does not guarantee that they are better than you. And so if you're trying to like replicate their services, replicate their business style, it does not mean it will work work for you in any capacity. So if you want to grab that free workbook, um, it's called Kill the Hustle. It is in the episode shown link. It's in the links of the episode show notes. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I will be in your ears next week. And if you liked this episode or it made you feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, why do I feel like who am I to think? Like, yes, I have totally thought like, what? You paid what for that? And it made you feel better. You know, hit that five star, hit, you know, subscribe. It would be really helpful for me. Share it with a friend. And yeah, I think that's it. I will be in your ears next week and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Bye.